This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. So, I want to bounce off some verses in Luke, which I sort of looked over a little bit in my preparation this week, but it seems somewhat relevant to what God's doing this morning. I'm going to use that to, to bounce into it in a moment. But what I want to do, I'm not going to speak for long, um, but I just want to raise our faith a little bit this morning, and then we're going to worship the Lord as we finish together in a little while, okay? So that's the plan. So if you know in Jubilee, you'll know that we are committed to the Word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we're committed to word and spirit. That does not mean in every meeting there will be an equal number of minutes of preaching the word and receiving the spirit. Okay, So it's not going to be in every meeting where it's, if there's 45 minutes worship, there's going to be 45 minutes preached. Because it doesn't work like that and God doesn't work like that. But what it does mean is that we're committed to God breaking in. We're committed to receiving the spirit. We're committed to following his lead. But we're also committed to what he said already. <laughs> and preaching his word. And uh, we're going to have less preaching of the word this Sunday, but we may do more of it on another Sunday, and that's fine. So over the course of time, we're committed to both. And it's not either or. It's not that, well, we just want to receive the Spirit, and therefore we're not going to open up God's word. No, we're going to do both, friends. We're going to receive the Spirit. We're going to allow him to lead us, just as he's done this morning. But we're also committed to his words and what God has said to us already. And it's, it's interesting that John had that word this morning about uh, from Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones, something that Sarah's been living with for a, uh, a few weeks as well. And she came back from being out praying one time. So I feel God's spoken to me about this. And it, it feels that like God's stirring us a little bit on that. But it also feels that God is stirring his church right across the nation. I would say at the moment, as I travel around a bit and meet other leaders, both from the city and also other places, it seems like the spiritual temperature, if you like, is being raised at the moment. I have to say, I'm beginning to observe a greater hunger for God and his presence than perhaps I've seen in a little while. Have you noticed that? you notice that if you're maybe talking to friends or seeing what God is doing? You know, we've spoken of particular moves of God in other places, but it's not just what God's doing somewhere else. It feels like right across the UK at the moment, and I guess it'll be true worldwide as well, but let's just look at uh, the UK particularly. It seems like God is raising our expectation and wants to stir our faith as the spiritual temperature, I would say, in the nation begins to rise. And whenever God does something, it seems that he starts with his people. So whenever God does something in a particular nation, it seems that he stirs his people first. And he stirs his people to pray. He stirs his people to intercede and to call on him and to have a greater expectancy of what he wants to do. And I feel that's what's beginning to happen at the moment. It feels like God is stirring us. He is encouraging our faith. And he's beginning to raise the spiritual temperature in this nation. And I guess most of us would long for God to sweep right across the UK, wouldn't we? 
you know, we, we look at our nation, and forgive me if you're from another nation this morning, uh, I guess it's true of your home nation as well, that we look upon our country and say, oh God, we're in such a mess. That would be certainly true of this place. And I guess if you're from another nation this morning, it's probably true of that place as well. That we look upon um, at the society that we're from, we say, oh God, we're in such a mess. Everything seems to be going wrong. We're so far from you as a nation. And we call on God to move. But, you know, before God moves, if you look back over church history, you'll find time and again, moves of God are not dependent upon his people praying because he's sovereign. He can do what he likes and does. He's God. That's allowed. But it seems that before he moves, he stirs his people to pray. And he stirs his people to call on him and for us to have a greater expectancy of God to move. And it seems that that's what God is doing in us at the moment. So uh, John referred to our away day we had just a couple of weeks or so ago. And again, God seemed to be stirring us and speaking to us about him moving and about him coming in power and us waiting for that and expecting for that and praying for that and asking God to break in. And he's encouraging us in these things. And I want us this morning to see what God is doing this morning in the context of that, because I, I believe it is in the context. You know, I, I'm thrilled that God has spoken this word to John. He brought it this morning and is encouraging us to believe him to break in and to breathe on dry bones. Because so often we, th- we feel we're, we're dry and thirsty and need more of God. But isn't it interesting In Ezekiel, when you find Ezekiel being told to prophesy to these dry bones, it's not just that the dry bones might feel good and say, oh, we've got some breath in us now. Have you noticed that it's in order they become a great army? There is a purpose to it that is greater than themselves. And it isn't that the bones can go home and say, you know what, we had a great meeting (laughs) We got some breath prophesied into us this morning and boy, did it feel good. No, actually it was in order that they became a great army. Now, it's good that we can encounter God personally and receive from him and go home thinking, you know what, I've met with God. I'm all for that. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I love that. I want that. I like that. It is good for me. It's good for you as well. But it doesn't stop there, friends. Actually, in Ezekiel, what you find is the bones become a great army. And that's what God wants to make us into. Now, it's not just us in this place. It is us corporately, his body, right across this city, the nation, and indeed the nations. But he's calling us into a great army that might advance his kingdom on the earth. And I guess his question for us this morning is, do you want to be part of it? Do you want to be part of this great advancing army that is moving forward his kingdom upon the earth? You can answer if you like. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Let me read to you a few verses from, from Luke chapter 18. And um, how are we doing on time? Okay. Luke 18, verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. 
When he came there, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Isn't it interesting what he asks for? You think, well, it's obvious he wants to see. But I think so often we dumb down our requests. We don't dare to ask of God what we would really like to see. We don't dare to ask and pray the big prayer because we think, can God really do that? I guess as this man asked, uh, approached Jesus, there was really only one thing on his mind. That he's about to encounter Jesus. What's the one thing he wants? More than anything in the world, it's to see. He doesn't dumb down his request. He doesn't think, well, I'm not sure if Jesus can really do that. So maybe I'll just ask that I, you know, I might feel a bit better or it might be a, go a bit worse bit well with me or you know that's something else you know it might, it might just be okay he asks for the big prayer doesn't he he goes for it he goes for the juggler you might say straight in there what do you want he replies i want to see and i feel this morning god would say this to us what do you want of me what are you asking for i guess this took some faith for the man to say lord i want to see Maybe even as he expressed it, even as he spoke it out, there was an element of it needing some faith to say it. You think, oh boy, this is a big prayer, but Lord, you know what? I want to see. And I feel God would say this to us this morning, what do you want? What are you asking me for? What is your prayer this morning? What are you asking God for? And as we've received his spirit afresh this morning, whether you come to the front or you uh, were praying where you were, we have encountered the Lord afresh. And it's in those moments of God breaking in, it's really good to come to him and ask what's really on your heart. Because God is near. He is present. Now, yes, I know theologically he is always everywhere and always near to us. I know that and you know that as well, don't you? But there are moments of us sensing God's presence, his manifest presence, where he seems to break in more. He seems to be closer. We can sense him more. We feel him more. It's the manifest presence of God. And right throughout Scripture, you have the omnipresence of God, God being everywhere all the time because he's God. But you also get moments of encounter, moments of God breaking in, moments of the manifest presence of God coming and his people sensing him close. And, dear friends, it's in those moments when we sense God close and he says to us, what do you want of me? Then it's good for us to reply (laughs) with faith what is really on our hearts. And my question for you this morning is this, simply, what's on your heart? What are you asking God for? For this man, he wanted to see. And uh, Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Clearly there's an element of faith that was required for this guy. But as he expressed it, Jesus was able to respond to that because Jesus loves faith. And he loves to respond to faith. And he was able to do that and this guy received his sight. Jesus healed him. Let's be clear, it was Jesus that healed him, not his faith. But Jesus loves to respond to faith and loves to see it in our hearts. 
And one thing that happens when we encounter God afresh, like we have done this morning and God is broken in, it can raise our faith level if we let it. If we just sit back and observe and think, oh, that's, that's nice for them, then sometimes we can miss it. But friends, if we let it, it can raise our faith level. We can see, ah, oh, God is near. He's close. He wants to do something. I wonder what it might be that I would respond for. My question to you is this. What are you asking Jesus for this morning? What are you asking him for this morning? I want us to, to worship in a minute. In fact, perhaps the band could come back up. That would be really good. Everything's a bit upside down this morning, but that's okay. At least I'm not preaching on my head. That would be interesting. <laughs> We're going to, to worship again. We're going to worship again in a moment. And uh, I want us to respond to the Lord and, and come to him and, and look to him and say, Lord, won't you come again? And won't you stir faith in, in our hearts? And won't you give us a greater expectancy of you breaking in? Because that's what God wants to do. And as he does that, then we dare to ask him for more. And my, my, I want to feel like my dare to you this morning is this. I often do a, a dare from stage, so there we are. I dare you to ask God for more this morning. Because as faith rises in your heart, God loves to respond to that and wants to respond to that. The, uh, the one thing that I did feel as I was preparing this week was that obviously this, this guy responded and it was an issue of he couldn't see. And I feel this morning that God wants to do two things now. Firstly, he wants us to see him afresh. This guy saw him. He had his sight. He's able to see Jesus. And I feel that God wants us to see Jesus afresh this morning. And as we worship in a moment, I'm certainly praying for that. But also, you can't get away from it that Jesus healed him. He was blind and then he saw. It's as simple as that. And I'd love to pray this morning for healing and particularly for eye problems. You know, you can't read a passage like this and miss it. You can't just spiritualize it and say, oh, well, we can, we can see Jesus. Well, yes, that's true. But Jesus physically healed him. He received his sight. And uh, I'd love us to pray this morning, particularly if you've got any eye problems, then I'd love to pray for you. And I'm expecting God to break in and do some wondrous things this morning. Is that okay? Does that sound good? Well, what we're going to do, we're going to to stand in a moment and worship the Lord. As we do that, we will take up our offering. And uh, if you're a regularly part of Jubilee, that's your opportunity to give. Please, if you're visiting us this morning, please let that bucket go past. Please don't feel under any obligation uh, to give at all. If you're a regularly part of us, there's your chance to do that. And then uh, just to really mess it up, uh, we'll finish with notices. And uh, so don't go because there's some stuff you need to know about and I'd hate you to miss out. So let's stand and um, I'm going to pray and then Caroline and the band are going to lead us and uh, we're going to worship the Lord and the offering is going to go around. And uh, if you'd like to receive prayer this morning for healing and particularly eye problems, then I'd love to pray for you if you want to make your way to the front and we're going to lay hands on and pray for the sick this morning as well. Okay? Let's pray and then we're going to worship the Lord together. Lord Jesus, we love to see what you're doing. Thank you that you are near to us. Thank you for the uh, wonderful manifest presence of the Lord Jesus. 
and we thank you that you have uh, chosen to, <laughs> Lord, you've chosen to break in this morning. We love that, and we want more of that. And Lord, we want to pray now that we would see you afresh. Lord Jesus, just as this guy saw you, I pray that we would see you afresh. And Lord Jesus, you would raise our expectancy. You would raise our level of faith. Lord, indeed, you would raise the spiritual temperature in this nation and across the nations. And God, we do cry to you for a great move of your spirit. Lord, we do ask that you would sweep across this land. And we do ask, oh God, that there would be hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people saved and added to your kingdom. Your kingdom might advance because we, Lord, that we know that is the only hope of our nation and indeed the nations. And so, God, we say this morning, please do that. Please do that. And in these moments, Lord, raise our faith for that. Raise our expectancy for that. And Lord, challenge us, Lord, to ask you. Challenge us, oh God, to, to ask you the big press, the big asks that we want to bring to you this morning. And so, Lord Jesus, please would you come now by your spirit. Lord, as we pray for one another, Lord, would you heal and would we see you afresh in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Sunday morning.